Welcome to Life Talk. In conversation with Marietta, Life Talk is motivational to help you get to the next level. Life Talk is educational to broaden your knowledge. Life Talk is inspirational to get you fine-tuned to start doing what you love doing. Life Talk, sponsored by TheHealingMindMagazine.com and KmarEducation.org. Here's your host, Marietta. Life Talk with Marietta. I'm your host, Marietta Cameron. The mind's narrative impact is our topic tonight. And just what, what do I mean by that? Well, we have conversations, thoughts with ourselves 24-7. It's just like constantly running a film. So the conversation is often all over the place, especially when our emotions join in. It is endless and exhausting and does not want to shut up, and we can't turn it off just like a light switch, like a faucet, we can't turn it off. So the narrative impact of a person's mind is a powerful force that can shape their beliefs, behaviors, and perspective. The story we tell ourselves, conscious or unconscious, can profoundly influence how we perceive the world and ourselves. Tonight we're going to talk about head trash, relationships, career, work, and cheating on your partner. Not that I'm I'm for cheating for your partner, but uh, we're bringing that in tonight um, into the conversation. So what stories are you telling yourself? Big question mark. In the house tonight is Dr. Chris Gilbert, MD, PhD, and author. She is back from her traveling. Good evening, Dr. Chris. How are you? Good evening, Marriott. Good. Thank you so much for having me back. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Nice to have you in the house. And, of course, our um, good friend um, joining in on the conversation is Mr. Know-How. Not Mr. Know-It-All, Mr. Know-How. That's, a, that's three levels up. Uh, Bob Waters, <laughs> entrepreneur and Lifetalk contributor. Thank you, Bob, for being here tonight. Most welcome, Marietta. Wouldn't miss it. Thanks for having me. That's right. He had no other choice, um, folks, out there <laughs> listening to us. So I said, hey, it's tonight or never. But that's not true. I'm just, I'm just being silly. Uh, before we get started, I have some announcements. LifeTalk has a podcast library. You know that by now. Uh, that's LifeTalkMarietta.com with some wonderful topics that I know you will enjoy. So always regularly check LifeTalkMarietta, M-A-R-I-E-T-T-E, LifeTalkMarietta.com. Then TheHealingMindMagazine.com is a monthly online magazine with international contributors and readers. Check it out and enjoy the many articles on health, travel, life hacks, and so much more. And also please consider a purchase from Amazon through TheHealingMindMagazine.com. 
because we receive a little small commission from Amazon, which is a little donation for our company, KMAR Educational Services, uh, 501c3. So always a help. Uh, I'm asking you, go to The Healing Mind and buy something on Amazon. We have some beautiful links there, and it doesn't have to be necessary that necessarily the link that you're clicking. But main thing is that you're in in Amazon and then, you know, um, do your purchase. So KMAR Educational Services is kmareducation.org, a platform to let your skills and talents show and grow into a, a business or expanding your business. Check it out. Always go to KMAR, K-M-A-R, education.org, kmareducation.org. I am done with my announcements and Rich the Tea is very happy tonight. I made him a wonderful uh, pineapple upside down cake. It's freshly made. He has a whole cake, um, you know, on his desk. So he's very happy tonight. Right? Right, Mr. T? There you go. Yeah. Okay. We're ready to we're ready to rock here tonight. Life can be unpredictable, and it's very easy to get stuck and stay stuck. Coach Marietta can help you get unstuck. Call 203-505-3660 for appointment. On web, kmareducation.org. tuned in to Live Talk with Marietta. I am Marietta. Tonight's topic is uh, the mind's narrative, and we're starting with mental head trash, because we all have mental head, head trash. And that was just a, a technical glitch, no problem. So tonight we're going to talk about mental trash. Uh, that's what we're going to start off with. And in the house is Dr. Chris Gilbert and Bob Waters. So what is mental head trash, also known as mental clutter or negative self-talk, refers to the negative thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes that can accumulate in our minds and hold us back from achieving our goals and living fulfilling lives. This mental clutter can be rooted in the past experiences, self-doubt, fear, or other sources of anxiety and stress. So I picked out about five, and let's let's go with the I am not good enough. We heard that before. We've said it to ourselves um, during the course of our lifetime. And why are we saying I'm not good enough? I would just say, well, because we we have lack of experience in general. I remember going back uh, in my teenage years, uh, you have no life experience. So um, I remember saying that many times, I'm not good enough. I remember that. And many, many times that is carried into adulthood. And I'd like to bring Dr. Chris in. When do you think, Dr. Chris, people are telling themselves, I'm not good enough? 
Very often people are telling themselves they're not good enough. And why is that? Very often because their parents told you told them so when they were children and uh, uh, if they're if the, the problem is that the messages that the parents put in the kids brain could remain uh, until adulthood so if a parent say oh you're so bad you're not studying enough you're not doing enough work or you're unlovable or those stay and they're very very detrimental to a kid's brain and to the achievement or to find the perfect work or to find the right the perfect partner uh, because then this the, the being unlovable the being not good enough stays in the people's head so now you need in order to address this you need cognitive behavioral therapy that's where cognitive behavioral therapy comes into play uh, because we're not aware people are not aware that this is what's in their brain and that's because of their parents uh, or their upbringing so first they need to become aware of that that they're, they're really not bad but they're really they, they they are really good and lovable and then afterwards you need to change the narrative and that's a work in itself with different techniques and different ways to do this but what people have in their brain i mean it's it could be so so devastating and and uh destructive dr chris i have to tell i have to say something uh no matter how old you are now let's say how old a person is and they have great skills and talents and if that is still inside of them the belief i'm not good enough and also, I don't deserve it. They will never achieve their goals, uh, what they what they um, what they set out to do. Even though they're really absolutely fantastic in their work, and they're they, they're the best, they're creative and everything. But these two facts, these two beliefs, hold you back. That's it. That is a fact, and we really need to look at that. We need to get that cleaned up. We really yeah. need to clean. But get first, to, mm-hmm. yeah. But first is to be aware, because because people are not aware that the, that it comes from their childhood. They're not aware that this is destructive. They're not aware. So first, they need to become aware, and then I believe it can be changed. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. but it can be changed. That's right. Why do people uh, set out to um, to reach a certain goal and half or three quarters they give up? So um, there are many, many reasons uh, why they give up, but also they, uh, th- what enters is I'm not good enough and I don't deserve it. That's, a, that's mm-hmm. also a fact. Bob, I'd like to bring you in. What is your experience with that? Absolutely. I think you know, Dr. Chris obviously was right in so many things, and it is a matter of recognizing it and then changing it. Now, personally, I'm a Leo, so I never really, I, there was times, of course, like, oh, that's, you know, maybe too much for me or too, <clears throat> you know, too high of a position or whatever or something like that, but I guess for me, I've never really been a, that's not, I'm not good enough person, but there's still been times that I've stopped, 
even trying to do it because of a negative message, maybe a slightly different negative message, but a negative message nonetheless. And of course, that negative messaging, it's a, it's in a sense a cop out because it just lets the person off the hook from trying that thing that at least for a second they wanted to do or experience or whatnot, but then they say no because of either I'm not good enough or any other negative messaging, and that's so it just stops it right from the beginning, and that's obviously gonna if you keep going through life like that, you're not going to get very far. Right. I want so, people. I want people to understand that. Um, it's not that they tell themselves, I don't deserve it and I'm not good enough. It the, the saboteur, the, the saboteur inside of us, mm-hmm. we each mm-hmm. have one. Uh, he, will, he or she will make sure inside of us they come out at the right time. And all of a sudden we lose interest or we step, um, you know, we step aside and just let the whole project go. Uh, so it, it happens within, within us. Um, and right. by raising awareness, I've have gone through all of this, and that's mm-hmm. that sabotage, that saboteur inside of us comes out, uh, whether we're aware of it or not. But once we're aware of it, we can push it aside. We can deal with it. So, right. and mm-hmm. every three four months, we need to do a cleaning inside of us. Because it, mm-hmm. there, it's just there. It will be there. Okay, let's go on to the next one. I'll never be able to do that, or I'm so overwhelmed. Um, and nobody will will ever love me. Well, let's start with the um, I'll never be able to do that. I said that as a child because I had no, no help, no uh, nobody helping mm-hmm. me, in, in any, um, having my back. Uh, today, just challenge me. Go challenge me. Uh, um, and and see what you get. I get it done. Right. <laughs> I need a little. Mm-hmm. Give me a little fire. A little, you know, I'll get it done. But the, the mm-hmm. minute you say, um, "Oh, you won't be able to do that," you know what? It's already done. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I I know that. But it took me a long mm-hmm. time to get there. It took me long. I like mm-hmm. challenges, and um, mm-hmm. I have done projects. Uh, you know, it, it it's incredible over the years what I have proved proved to to myself. So, and that really, that's where the belief in your own capabilities come from. That's by doing these, uh, doing things that you've never done before. And uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Chris, um, I know you went through a terrific journey too. How was it with you? Uh, What do you mean? Did anybody ever tell you you in your lifetime, oh, you'll never be able to do that? Yeah, well, it, it, it is interesting what you're saying. Um, I think it depends on the role model. If we have a good role model, if our parents are not great role models, but if we find somebody that we admire, that we want to be just like that, um, then it changes the perspective, and that's what I did for myself. I, I took um, somebody that I admired, as a role model, and I said, I want to be just like that. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to work abroad in a different mission, Doctors Without Borders or, uh, uh, or scuba diving as a scuba doctor, uh, have my private practice. I, I, I think if we cannot 
if we don't see it, uh, and if we grow up with only, you know, you can't achieve this, you're so mm-hmm. bad, then we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. In order to see the light at the end of the tunnel, we've got to, uh, we've got to have somebody showing us the way. Uh, that's my experience. And a lot of people don't have that person showing them the way. And they're stuck. They get stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a role model, a negative role model, my father. And um, uh, I think I was, I was pretty excited about sports. Once a week, we had a little, uh, uh, an hour training and so forth. And I came home one, one day and I was excited about it. And he said, you, you'll never be able to do that. I said, why not? Well, you're too fat. You know, climbing, climbing up a rope. Not that I love climbing up a rope. But, uh, you know, we, everybody had to do it. But my father was very negative about, oh, well, because of my body weight at, when I grew up, you know, when I was a, a child, you know, 10, 11, you know, uh, maybe even younger. Oh, no. Uh, uh, also, <clears throat> later, much later, I started in the finance business. And um, he just had a very negative outlook. To, with him, you couldn't impress him with anything. You know, that's just how he was. So um, that that's okay. It still worked, Dad. Dad in heaven now. It it still worked. You know, hey, without you, without you believing in 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 myself, in me. So let me just go for a quick uh, break and be right back. Always thought about writing a book and never got to it? Kmar Education and Associates can help from start to finish. Call Kmar Education, 203-505-3660 for appointment on web, kmareducation.org. Marietta here, the mind's narrative. That's the topic tonight, and we're moving right on to behavior. So now we're talking about uh, we're busy thinking thoughts 24-7, just like a film. And when you live, when you work with people, and can we really tell what they're thinking? Well, people say, well, I know my husband or my wife. I know what we're, many times we think the same thoughts, uh, you know, together. Wonderful. So I think behavior, I can judge people pretty well. I listen to their words and I watch their behavior. That's how I can read them. But that's not not always um, a, a helpful indicator. What do you think, Bob, about that? Behavior and being able to read another person, um, that's what it's all about. Right. Well, especially if that person is bringing negativity to a relationship or a team, if you're trying to be the positive one, you have to do certain things to distance yourself from that negative person because you're not going to be able to change them. You're not going to be able to make them say different things. And now the tapes, instead of being in your head, are being said out loud. And so 
you know, you don't necessarily want somebody who's just going to always agree with you, but there's ways to say, hey, I don't think that's going to work. Try this idea instead, rather than just saying, no, that's not going to work because they're a terrible, terrible person, blah, 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 whatever they might want to say. And so, you know, you have to, if you find yourself dealing with negative people, it's really a matter of same if you're dealing with the negative within yourself. You have to change it. You have to distance yourself from that and surround yourself with positive people and positive thoughts. Otherwise, it's never going to work out. Yeah, because um, people can behave in ways that don't match their thoughts or feelings. What do you think about that, Dr. Chris? Yeah, I was thinking about what you were saying about being able to guess what the other person Mm -hmm. is thinking. There is no way, Mm -hmm. no way we can guess. I mean, with my husband, I try, I know him very well, so we can think about the same thing at the same time. But uh, sometimes I think, oh, my God, did I say anything that upset him? I don't know. I see he's upset. And I could get in my head and say, oh, my God, I probably upset him. Oh, my God, well, what did I say? It's bad. Oh, well, I'm worried about that. But I ask him, you know, you seem worried about this. Is this because did I do something that upset you? And he, his answer would be completely different, like something I would not have expected at all. I would say, no, not at all. I'm just worried about something I heard on the radio or I'm just worried about my health or I'm just worried... It would be something completely unexpected that I would not, I would not have guessed. And he's the same with me. Like he, he sees sometimes that I'm upset about something and he's worried it's because he said something that upset me and he asked and it's completely different. So he can, he can tell that I'm upset about something, but he, there's no way he can know why. So that's why, you know, when we have those ideas, we imagine mm-hmm. lots of things that our partners could, could, could think about. And very often we are wrong. And the only way to know, even if we know our partner really well, the only way is to ask them, what's going on? What are you thinking about? And uh, some, sometimes we can be very surprised. You know, this reminds me, you're so right. This reminds me of uh, a person, this is a scenario that I'm I'm just creating right now on the spot. Uh, think about the husband or the wife coming home and they're really upset because they had a, a terrible day at work. They had, um, let's say, a fight with the boss or with a co-worker and they come home and um, the wife or husband is there and they're just not ready to talk yet. So right away that sets the stage at home with the with the wife or the husband and the children. They're getting ready to eat dinner. And the person still doesn't want to talk about it because they haven't digested it yet. I don't like to talk about something that I have not digested yet. Many times, uh, Bob and I, we we talk on the phone. And um, I rather think about what what what's on my mind first and have almost a solution for it. And then I like to talk about it. I'm like that in general. And many, many in partnerships, many people make the mistake they force the person. You know, they keep poking at the person. And that's not good either because before you know it, before you know it, they have an argument. And it's not about the bad day he or she had. It's an argument because they feel intruded 
by uh, by their partner, you know, um, emotionally. So I that I have gone through. So um, so I guess that's a key um, issue as well, Doctor Chris. We should add to the list of everything, you know, how communi- how well somebody communicates um, with with the person. That's a very that's 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 a very interesting um, question, uh, Bob. I'd like to bring you in. How do you feel? Uh, you know, when something when something is really bothering you emotionally and mentally, and that happens, whether it's a business issue, and then you come home, and then your your girlfriend is starting to, oh, you're in a bad mood, you're so quiet, and she just won't leave you alone, and before you know, right. you've, you you that this is the scenario I'm painting. I have gone through this. Um, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well. Like Dr. Chris says, a lot of times, unless there was something that happened before I left for work with that person or whatnot, it's most likely outside of that that relationship. And so, you know, maybe I've got computers that are breaking down or clients that are having issues or other things that are going on, and I'm trying to frantically fix things, and they just want to know you know, well, what do you want for dinner? <clears throat> and it's like, I don't care. I just got to eat whatever just to do this. And that. Oh, you don't care about me. And it's like, no, I didn't say that. I said, I don't care what I eat. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, you have a, a big fight because somebody mistook some words because the person under the stress or having the bad day could just say the wrong thing in the wrong way. And so it usually is the best, in my opinion, you know, be supportive, but leave those people alone to, to sort their thing out. And then when everything's fine, they'll come back around. But to think it's always about me, about me, about me, it's almost a borderline, a little narcissistic almost, because it can't always be about you. You know, it's, there's 9,000 other things going on in the person's life. And um, to assume that their mood or their whatever they did is always all dependent on the other person, I think that person might need to check things out. Would you agree, Dr. Chris? Would that be kind of borderline, you know, something wrong with the other person if they always thought it was them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. Some people, yeah, they only have themselves in mind, absolutely. Yep, okay. you're absolutely right. Well, here's the What thing. I like about you, Bob, is that you like anything for dinner. It's like the same with my husband. He's like, he doesn't care what I cook. It's like as long as there is dinner on the table, it's like, oh, you can do whatever right. you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right, and it's not that we don't care, but we don't we don't want to put pressure on the person. Oh, make this certain kind of food. Oh, what do you mean you don't have that? What what kind of <laughs> wife are you? You know. So I think to me, reasonable people, especially reasonable men, should be happy that anything's on the table. Okay, and and should <laughs> eat it and, and like it. But you know, there's some people out there who you know are a little more particular. I think the younger ones, the younger people that are newly married and they're in, you know, just having children now and they have a few uh, years uh, under their belt, uh, we didn't know that. Nobody knows this. And unfortunately, uh, the arguments start immediately if that behavior 
uh, is displayed. There is a breadwinner and there is somebody for, for the house. Or they're both breadwinners and they both come home and they take care of the kids and cook and, and whatnot. But I think, that especially the younger ones, the young people, we need to really give them a, a list of, of, you know, what, what should be done. Leave the, give the other one space. And um, just what we, we were saying, you know, it's not about, uh, you know, us all the time, but it's all about the, the happenings that we bring home and we have to digest it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but Maria, there's two extremes. The ex- one extreme is imagining that what's going on in the other's brain mm-hmm. and ruminating about this and, and without asking at all and ruminating day after day after day without talking about it. And the other extreme is poking the person, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, so that would be too much. Those are two extremes that I think they're not healthy. Either one is not healthy. The best way is that there is somewhere in the middle where you can still respect the person's space uh, and... When the time is right, you can ask the person what's going on. See what I mean? I do. A person who has low self-esteem constantly needs to be reassured, whether that's a woman or a man. So, And they pick up different signs. Hey, when I come home or um, when we're home, I just want you to um, be available mentally and emotionally for me. So they're the ones that need the constant reassurance. They're the ones that have problems with it. So I had to learn all of that. And I wish I had known that when I was in my late teens, early 20s. We didn't have that. We didn't have live talk. So, and uh, it's just very unfortunately that you just go through a lot of um, uh, relationships. And, you know, they came together for love and they end up uh, hating each other. We have to know all of this and we have to take this serious. We really have to take this serious. So the, the, when somebody comes home, you need space. Um, I don't want anybody sitting in my living room waiting for me because they need dinner. That, that wouldn't work for me. Get out of here. It's not for me. <laughs> I need to decompress. Um, and if all, I want somebody who, who fixes dinner and uh, takes, that, takes, takes that on. That would be wonderful. But I still need a lot of space. I need a lot of space all the time. Some people don't need that. They can live on, in, in close quarters. I can't do that. So I've never been able to do that. In a big house, I, I'm on the left. He's on, on the right, and we meet in the middle all the time. You know, you need time to think. You need time to work. I do a lot of mental work, and then I have to execute it. So I need a lot of quiet times and not a chatterbox and not somebody, hey, do you still love me? You know, all of this, but I remember going through all these times when I was younger. It was normal, but it's not normal. I didn't know about it. I didn't know what I know now. So, and I think we should take this serious because our love just won't carry that, our behavior. This is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, this is why it's important to have good role models in parents. And that's not, uh, that's not often the case. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like to bring up uh, the fact, let's move right into... Um, a lot of people 
are experiencing it when the partner is cheating. It's cheating on, on them. And it doesn't matter if it's a woman or a man, the other partner will know. And I'm going to start with you, Dr. Chris. How will they know? What a stupid question, but I'm going to ask, like, you know, I don't know. But how will the other person know about that they're being cheated on, Dr. Chris? Mm. Well, there's a different ways to know or to guess, because sometimes they might guess and it's not right, it's not true. But um, the clues would be if the partner is not sexually interested in them anymore, uh, if there is a change in attitude, if the partner used to tell them, I love you several times a, a day and doesn't say that anymore, if the partner used to be affectionate and is not affectionate anymore, uh, if the partner spends less time at home or has late nights at work or weekends at work, or uh, if the partner has a different smell on the partner, different clothes, uh, their clues were that that uh, could give it away. Yeah, I just, I think a woman or a man, even a man, they will know. They're not sure. So that's when the story starts in the head. So, and that's where the narrative starts. And every day you add a little something to it because you're watching your partner. And the more and more you watch this and the story gets heavier and heavier in your head, uh, you start uh, treating your partner differently. It's your tone of voice. Um, Dr. Chris, it's in the tone of voice where the other partner, either you don't say anything, there are people that won't say anything, or it's in your tone of voice, and you start making accusations, uh, where the other one uh, says, wait, wait, wait a minute, what are you talking about? You know? Uh, you go through the hamper. You go through the, <laughs> the hamper. Yes, people do that. You do that. Remember the trash, the trash can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Then you go through the credit cards, the statements, and see, you mm-hmm. know, uh, 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 all of this. It's just amazing, the story. But when your gut feeling tells you something isn't right, most of the time you're right. Most of the time. What do you think, uh, Bob, as a man? Well... <clears throat> I uh, I got blamed for every blonde hair that was found <laughs> anywhere within a hundred miles of me, my car, the house. It didn't matter if my girlfriend at the time, who had jet black hair, found any other color hair. I was cheating, obviously, you know, which was just not true, but you know. That's where it was, and so every day, practically, or somehow, I worked in retail, so I came across a lot of people and a lot of things, and all I know is one day I come home, and she's like, you have glitter on your face. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, glitter, and sure enough, she pulled some glitter off my face, but it was like, 
I don't know where this glitter came from. I've been working for 10 hours. What are you talking about? Maybe I was under a sign that had glitter on it. I don't know. But, you know, as far as she was concerned, that that was a sign. Mm-hmm. You know, glitter, a blonde hair, that's it. It was, you know, file well, for divorce. Well, I tell you, I, um, I was doing socks. Um <laughs> We we don't wash any any other uh, material, just socks. So they you know they always stay nice. So and as I took the socks out of the dra- out of the washing machine, there was this long blonde hair. Now, I had <laughs> shorter hair, not blonde, um, but I had I have red hair. I had red hair at the time too. This is going back thirty years. And wouldn't you know? Yeah. That blonde was one single, very long hair, very, very long hair. And, um, well, of course, I made a big story. It lasted for hours. I I, um, I talked to him about it. Uh, not talking, but screaming. So that was a big story in it by itself. So when a man starts buying new underwear, that's another sign, too. I went through that, you know, new underwear, new underwear. Think about this. So, but yes, you're own mind in your mind it's a hurtful thing and um i'm very creative i think we all can be very creative because we like to be on top of things we like to find out we must find out right now so that's why we need to talk to them now they have already gone to bed and we wake them up so wake up (laughs) i want to talk to you i want to talk to you right now so (laughs) so it's very very hurtful it's hurtful let us go for a, a quick break uh, about two minute break and we'll continue this don't touch the dial Have you been dreaming of writing an excellent story for a long time? You thought you could make a film out of it. Or have you had a personal experience that would be suitable as a film? Or maybe it's that unusual idea, crazy stories, eerie tales, or other impressions that spur your thoughts to creativity to write a film story? However comes that frustrating realization, if I only knew how. Well, screenwriting can be learned. That is exactly what we'll help you with. Contact Wolfgang Andre at wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. That's wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. Let's build your future together. Contact Wolfgang Andre at wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. That's wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. Let's build your future together. Want to be a part of our radio community? Have a special service to offer. We'd like to talk to you. Contact our office, info at kmareducation.org today. I'm Bob Burke, founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes repairclinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment, and did so both on time and on budget. AmericanEagle.com has the resources, experience, and talent needed to produce solutions. Our new technology platform developed by AmericanEagle.com has produced tremendous results with higher traffic, 
conversion, engagement, and online revenue. If you have any home repairs you need to take care of, check us out at repairclinic.com. If you need a world-class website or technology project, then I would highly recommend AmericanEagle.com. Call AmericanEagle.com at 773-NETWORK. That's AmericanEagle.com, 773-NETWORK. In our effort to give dissemination of notice to nonprofit agencies, Connoisseur Media invites these agencies to request notification of job openings. To register your nonprofit agency for notifications of job openings at all Connoisseur Media stations in Connecticut, call us at 203-783-8200. Ask for Tristan Holler. And be sure to give us your name, address, phone number, and a contact person at the agency. If you're on our notification list and have changes or updates, Call us at 203-783-8200. Ask for Tristan Heller. Connoisseur Media is an equal opportunity employer. Life Talk with Marietta can use on WICC 600. Boy, could I use, uh, could I move to this music? I love this music, and the louder the better. <laughs> Going back 30 years, years ago on the dance floor, that was it. I was, in my mind, the best dancer. <laughs> it's amazing what, what you would you tell yourself. It's just, there was no, there was no conversation, just dancing, d- dancing. That was it. It just, it was funny. Anyway, uh, before the break, we um, didn't finish the cheating part. It's not something it's hurtful i think many many people have gone through it and uh, i know bob walks around with glitter on his face and i'm sure he spent hours telling uh his partner hey nothing happened i don't know where the glitter comes from it, it sounds funny but it really isn't when you're in that situation and especially when you find proof um so you think and it was proof in my case with the long hair with the socks in the washing machine so um, those were not fun days, but we have grown. We know what we want. We know to ask the right questions. We know how to vet people, I hope. Uh, I remember one of the shows, Dr. Chris said, we should have a list of different questions. Uh, I don't have that list in front of me, but you're absolutely right. And today... I would have no problems talking about that. Hey, how do you feel? How do you feel about um, finances? Uh, that can be nicely woven in. You know, what did you do with the? You know, what did you? What? What are your life experiences? That's important to me. How somebody thinks. Um, there are many, many questions uh, that you put on, a, on, a, on in your mind on a piece of paper. Obviously, you're not sitting there with a piece of paper asking questions. It's stupid. So, but it, no, it's true. It really is true. Just think, you know, finally you got everything in order, your finances, you're making money, you have so, some money on the side, you know, saved. You fall in love. You think you're going to give all of this up for the, for, the, for the new love that you're, you know, and by that time you're in your, in your 50s, 60s, 70s. Are you kidding me? I don't think so. Bob, would you give that up? Not without after- a not without a good vacuum and washcloth to <laughs> decontaminate myself every time I come home. No, I just yeah. wouldn't give that up. I just wouldn't. For what? Oh, so right. it, it took so long, 
you know, and it's just now we have life experience and we learn from our life experiences. So, um, uh, but again, the trust issue is the biggest thing in, in, in everybody's, in many, many relationships. I hear it all the time. Trust issues. It's either one or the other, you know, and then they start having stories. They make up stories in the head, you know, and they think they have proof, you know. And, and and what's even worse sometimes is if the other person thinks that their partner's cheating on them but they can't prove it or whatever, then sometimes they'll go out and cheat on their partner to get back at the partner who isn't cheating on them. Yeah. And then you you start the cycle and, you know, the trust factor is, is broken down at that point. And to me, there's no point in being in a relationship if that's, you can't trust the person, you know, you just might as well move on. But um, that can also happen in some cases, you know. Sure, especially if you haven't looked at your baggage, the baggage that you bring in. Mm-hmm. And many, many people, um, they get divorced, they jump right into a relationship or the husband or the wife dies. And before you know, they're in another what? relationship. Are you kidding me? Don't they take time to right. reflect? What's the matter with them? I don't get that. Well, they're not they're not happy by themselves. A lot of people don't function well by themselves. I'm actually one of them. Um, I don't function well by myself. I'm very happy being married, and uh, I'm again. There's just different people out there. So what we do, what I do with my husband, we have a great communication. So I ask uh, on a regular basis if he's happy with me, and we he asks me if he, if I'm happy with him, and and if there's something missing, we tell each other, and then we make sure that we give the other what's missing. That's called communication. Uh, so it's everybody's different. I know I I can't function well by myself. It's so nice. When you've got the right relationship with the right person, it's delightful. It's worth it. But you've got to find the right person. Yeah, that's just, that's like playing playing lotto or going to the uh, casino. <laughs> that's just the way, that's the way it is, you know. Uh, now, we have about uh, 10, 8 minutes, 7 minutes left. I do want to talk about work and especially uh, when people uh, like to find a new new work make a new career um but they can't deal with rejection and i folks i tell you rejection is not a a picnic in the park i hate rejection so what do i do when i talk i have to talk to people total stranger all the time all the time so what i do this works for me um i find out as much as possible, I read the mostly it's their appointments uh, for potential clients. That's what I'm talking about. So, and I make sure that I read their website. I know everything, you know, everything. I focus in on on certain uh, categories, and um, so I can get a picture uh, of what what I'm, what I'm about, uh, you know, who I'm ab- about to see, and uh, then. I will ask my intuition. I know it sounds crazy, but I don't care because it works for me. I ask my intuition. And my intuition will always tell me, hey, it's a green light or, nah, there's something, something isn't right. I know it sounds so, so silly, but 
My intuition isn't silly. My intuition is my compass. So I'd like to bring you in, Dr. Chris, for this. People hate rejection. I do too. But I feel once I'm prepared and I make the move, I'm, I make a call, um, I hopefully I will say the right things. If I'm prepared, I will say the right things. And if my intuition is in sync with me, then I have a chance that the other person uh, you know, will grant me an appointment. That's precisely what I'm talking about. If something isn't right, if I'm not prepared or the intuition is not talking, uh, you know, it, it's really true. It, it's a wonderful tool to have, and I use it all the time. I work with it all the time, and I respect my intuition. Dr. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I agree with you. I think the you're doing the work, which is important, and you're relying on your intuition, and and both of them are necessary, I think, for for success. So I think you're doing all the right things, and and if it, if everything works out, then perfect. And if it doesn't work out, it was probably not meant to be. But yeah. I have experience with rejection. For me, I. Once upon a time, I was in the shoe business industry. No. And, and let me tell you about rejection there. <laughs> so, because everybody, for, when you're, when you're uh, uh, being interviewed or auditioning for roles, most of the time you're going to be rejected. So I just decided, yeah, I was going to be rejected. So probably it didn't matter. I was just having fun and being myself. So yes. I did prepare for the role. I knew what they were asking for. But afterwards, I just was completely 100% myself and just decided to have fun with it and enjoy it and expecting to be rejected because this is what happened you know, 99% of the time. And that was it. It, just, it. it depends on the work. depends on the work. I think the most thing is life is short. We need to enjoy it. Right. Yeah, and I think, Marianne, this goes back to what you said in the very beginning of the show, your internal tape sets you up. So if your internal tape says, well, if I talk to this person and they reject me, then it's bad, whereas Dr. Chris is saying, well, I'm going to get rejected 99% of the time on these roles, which, of course, is how Hollywood works. That's your internal tape setting you up either for failure or for being okay with the rejection. So I think it, it all comes full circle that, you know, if you're in a high-pressure sales job or in something that you just know you're going to knock on a lot of doors or make a lot of phone calls before somebody says yes, you have to change your internal tapes to say, hey, if I get one out of 50 or one out of 100, that's a good day. And then, not, and even at that point, not even really tracked. Did I get one out of 50? Um, but just really let that go because, again, like Dr. Chris says, it's not meant to be. It's not meant yeah, to be. Yeah, but I, I agree with that. I agree with that, Robert. But when you're in sales, you can't just say, well, it's not, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. No, 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 no. It, it, it's a little different. <laughs> no, 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 no. I respectfully disagree because I tell you, okay. what I'm talking about is uh, we all have a, a, um, a certain amount of convincing power, either a low a lower convincing power or, or a high convincing power. I have a high convincing power within myself. But that convincing power is not up there. Let's say from 1 to 10, I, I have a 9.5, always. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but that nine and mm-hmm. a half is not always on nine and a half. It might be a two uh, on uh, one particular day, and I have to make phone calls. And you know what? Now I got all the the ins and outs about that particular company, but my convincing power, my voice, uh, my voice, my convincing power is is low. I might as well not okay. even uh, attempt it because I won't. I I won't. Right. I won't be successful. So this is what I'm saying with my inner voice. No, in sales, you work and think a little little differently. Um, even though I did a lot of thinking during the Corona times, and some of the things, um, Dr. Chris is right, what's not meant to be is not to be. That doesn't mean you, you shouldn't approach it uh, or work, work on it, you know, put it aside and call a couple of, day, a couple of weeks later. So it's, it's work. It's really, really work unless the person just rejects you right away. Don't call here again. We're not interested. That's a clear statement. Right. Or they can't. Right. Or, or it's not price. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, so. it's, it's something to do financially or something on their end. Right. And again, it's not you. It's them. We and know that's where I think. Yeah. And what, what I'm really time. saying when we're off mentally and emotionally, we have days like that. Understood. Yeah. And people mm-hmm. in sales. We have to listen to all of these signs. So uh, maybe it, it will only last for a couple of hours that day. Or maybe it will last the whole day. Um, look, when I had, um, I had um, a friend dying and during her, her time, uh, I wasn't really, I could not work. So I wouldn't even right. attempt. I wouldn't even attempt because mm-hmm. I was in the emotional state and I was weak. But when you have convincing power uh, at nine and a half, you have power and people feel that and it's in in your voice and they say, oh, okay, all right. So that's what I'm saying, Dr. Chris. You know how I meant it, right, Dr. Chris? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think uh, the the power is, is heard in your voice. Your convincing power is there. And I think it's important. I think the other thing that's important in sales is the relationship. Establish a relationship of trust with the person. And then if that particular contract doesn't, doesn't happen, the, because of the trust and the relationship, maybe another contract will happen in the future. But again, trust and relationship establish that. Right. Now, I, I tell you, for a, a person that really works in sales and talks to strangers every single day, we constantly have to listen to our inner selves and go with the pulse. Because especially now, things have changed so much and we need to really tailor, tailor ourselves to the new pulse after COVID. And that's, that's, not, that's not easy. It's doable, but not easy. First, you've got to understand what... what what's happening and that's not easy always so dr chris thank you for being with us tonight bob thank you thank you thank Thank you you. and mr rich to thank you yeah nice music and enjoy that pineapple cake and for our listeners thank you have a great week i hope you enjoyed the show i did i really really did i did yeah Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Bob. Did you do it? Come on, give a little feedback. It was great. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Night.